All right, folks, welcome to episode three of Sloppy Exchange, the best podcast no one is listening to. Today on the show, we are going to go through some Ask Reddit questions. We're going to have today's What the Fact. We're going to talk about bands we hate that everyone else seems to like. And then we're going to give you some party shots. I am Mr. James Westfall. To my right is Dr. Kenneth Noisewater. So, starting with a question that uh, we found on Reddit here. What is something that you hated when you were a kid, but you like it as an adult? Dr. Ken. The first thing when you brought this up that popped into my head right away was was mustard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I was younger, mustard was the worst. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> now it's covering my worsts. <laughs> Love it. Hilarious. <sighs> Hilarious. So that was the first thing. What about you? Any? any? Uh, you know... I'm trying to think. I I don't think I was a big seafood. I don't know why we're talking about food. This doesn't have to just be food, right? Oh, no, no, um, that, that was the first. Right, thing. but that's always the first thing that pops into your head because I think as you get older, your palate sort of matures, and right. you know, um, I'll, well, I'll go the other way with it, and I'll tell you that when I was a kid, liver and onions was in the rotation of dinners at our house, and I remember like liking it and gobbling up that that liver, which you know. Is I just remember it being pretty dense, and mm-hmm. you know it's an organ meat, right? right. So, but that was in the, the dinner uh, rotation, and I, and I ate it, and I think I would have a hard time doing it now. I haven't had it in, I would say, thirty five years or more, and I don't think that I don't think I would could eat uh, it. Yeah, today. yeah. In in that vein, um, Little Debbie zebra cakes. Uh, one time, uh, a babysitter let me i mean really i was like 10 years old so yeah. i don't know but but allowed me to eat the entire box of little debbie zebra cakes uh at which point i then um rejected the little debbie zebra cakes <laughs> and ever since then just like the thought of them make me kind really? of want to throw up yeah so does it is it just no offense to, to little, that? no offense to little debbie or to zebra cakes you but can it's still just... eat an oatmeal pie oh yeah oh pie, yeah okay, oh those just are, oh, zebra cakes. it's just and part of it you know Whatever they're coated in leaves like a weird film. In same your thing mouth. Swiss cake rolls had. Yeah, was yeah. That same so Swiss cake rolls are, frosting. Whatever that is, they kind of the Swiss cake rolls are in the same vein, but it's, it's specifically the. Zebra it's a cakes. non-nutritive cereal varnish. It I think, must be. What, yeah, which I think I think comes from many different insects, actually. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, all right. Yeah. Um, other things that I didn't your like. Taste changed from kid kidhood to adulthood. Well, I think it's everyone, right? Their tastes in like entertainment. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, although there are still cartoons that I enjoy, but they weren't the ones I liked when I was younger. Right? Yeah. Stuff that. Yep. I didn't. Yeah. You know. Napping. Like I was vehemently oh. anti-napping. Everyone, as a I kid, think, is right because yeah. you feel like you're missing out yeah. on something. Now, just holy shit, a sweet afternoon nap. And I, sw- there are days when I wake up and I can tell that it's, it's going to be a nap day, like. I don't know if I'd never even fully like wake up, but I swear I can get up, move around for an hour, and then yep, it's gonna be a morning nap. Just sit down and you're so, oh man, if I don't move for the next ten minutes, I'm going to fall asleep. Yeah. You know the, the the thing with naps, right? Like there's a sweet spot, like a nap window. Yeah. If you if you take a too, I don't think there's such thing as a too short of a nap, right? I mean, there it's weird, like you haven't fallen asleep, but if you go too long, like you're more tired and angry. Like I've woken up. Angry from naps. Yeah. Um, 
I think it's because you're in the middle of a sleep cycle or something. Yep. But like, damn, you know, I, I just wanted to have a good little nap and feel good about my day. Yeah, my wife calls those her power naps. Power naps. Like, yeah. and I like I don't see the point of a 15 minute nap, but she's actually really good at that and can take a 15 minute nap, set her watch or set her you know phone, and then wake up and sort of move on. I feel like that's a little too short for me, but. I would always just take endless shit from her about like my epic like three hour naps, right. and it's terrible. Like you that's wake not up, a nap. no three you, hours. You wake up and you're just like not right for the rest of the day, and then you have trouble falling asleep that night, and everything's just sort days. of off, yeah. right? Yeah, so yeah. yeah. So a little trick on the power nap. Yeah, um, I'll take them at, at work at my desk from time to time. Um, I will hold my keys in my hand. Okay. And basically, as you fall asleep, it takes about 15 minutes to get deep enough into sleep for your hand to relax. Okay. And the keys hit the floor, and yeah. you're awake. So it's a it's my 15 minute power naps when I do take them. Hashtag life hack. Yeah. There you go. Uh, I, I do work in my car, so it is a little dangerous. <laughs> I was gonna ask you to do that. Like. Oh, great minds, great minds. All right. Um, what? Uh, let's see if we have any other interesting questions here on Reddit that we can mine for comedy gold for wow. you folks. What's the dumbest way you've received a detention? Oh, you... shit. We don't have time for this. <laughs> I didn't get my first detention until I was in third grade. And uh, in third grade, like we got detentions. This was back in the day when like the teacher wrote out a detention slip. Yeah. And there were three copies. It was white, yellow, pink. And like the white copy the teacher kept, the yellow copy you had to bring home, and the pink copy went into the principal's Your office. Your permanent whatever, record, man. Whatever, That's where right? that shit somebody, is. Somebody dig that shit up and find it because <laughs> it's gold. But I got my first one in third grade. Uh, you know, I was talking, acting up, and the teacher had warned me, had warned me, had warned, and gave me it. And I mean, like, it was, I didn't know detentions existed. I don't think, I think third grade is when they opened that up, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think I was the first kid. I was the I was the sacrificial lamb, and like I bawled. It was the worst thing ever. Um, and then I forgot to give my mom the slip, and there was never like a closing of the circle. Like the next day, like, hey, did you give your mom the yeah, slip, yeah, yeah. or she had to bring it back in? And so what I realized was you could get in trouble, and your mom wouldn't find out about it. <laughs> so wait, nobody checks this. Thing. So fast the feedback loop is not a loop. It is not, uh, except for it is, and it's a really big loop, and it's a noose. So fast forward eight weeks to the first third grade parent teacher conference, and my teacher has a you know two and a half inch three ring binder with you know fifteen twenty you know detention slips in it. Like every other day, I'm getting lunch or after school detention. <clears throat> I hadn't showed my mom any of them, and so she comes home, and uh, we had a very unpleasant conversation. <laughs> so I found out the loop does get closed. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Uh, so you just have to tell her at some point. What? So, so what did you do for that detention? The first one was just talking, All just right, talking. Yeah. Uh, so the what was the original question? The, the what's the, the st stupidest thing I think you, that you've ever stupidest? I mean, there were things I I did that were stupid and and caused me to get detention, and there were things I did that gave me detention that were stupid. Like yeah, that yeah. was not worth yeah. detention. Right. Um, one of them was um, we I made allusions to this at, a, at another podcast. Uh, if you take a paper clip and you unfold it. <laughs> And you take that paper clip and shove it, say, right into the middle of your biology book with the two ends sticking out about a half inch. Uh -huh. um, and you take that and shove those in 
to the socket. Uh-huh. What'll happen is an immense amount of current will flow through that paper quick, very quickly, burning up and down a hundred pages each way in the shape of the paper clip, uh-huh. uh, and then surging the power and blowing out an entire wing of the school. Okay. Uh, so that was the stupidest thing I ever did, <laughs> which resulted in a detention, uh, and I think I had to pay for my book that year. Uh, you know, but there were there were plenty of, of things that I got detention for that were stupid. Um, I had a teacher give the wrong year for the Civil War. Okay. And I told him it was the the yeah yeah. The man was off by like fifty years. Uh-huh. You know, it was like it was eighteen eleven to eighteen fifteen. Right. Like, no, dude, you're yeah, you're yeah, wrong. Yeah. And because I called him out and told him he was wrong, I got sent to the principals and got the detention <laughs> for telling him, no, no, the Civil War did in fact happen right. in the eighteen sixties. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was the the stupidest thing I ever got detention for was telling a teacher he was wrong when okay. he was clearly wrong. Uh, I got one detention. In my entire school career. God, you're such a good boy. Right? And it was I was a junior in high school, I think. And I don't know, like my we had I had this teacher, it was for mythology class, which everybody sort of saved that class. It was a great class, it was fun, it was easy, and you got to like the final was a project. So everybody got to just like make a video. Do a skit or where you're Zeus. Yeah. Yep. And so it was a great class. Right. I mean, and the teacher was actually like, you know, she kind of, she was one of the cool teachers, right? So like she was a radio DJ on the weekends and she'd been teaching for, you know, probably quite, you know, a few years at that point, you know, and she knew what she was doing and everybody just really liked her class. They look, everybody looked forward to it and stuff. Well, we got in there one day and I don't know, like she made some comment about, and this was the thing, right? Like to, to my 16 or 17 year old brain she was trying to kind of have her cake and eat it too like she wanted to be your friend and like get in on the scuttlebutt and stuff and the authority yeah and the authority which i just didn't seem right to me so we were in there and i was like just talking to some friends or something and she made some comment about i don't know some girl that i was dancing with at the the dance that weekend because she was one of the chaperones or something and I just, it was, it, the, the comment embarrassed me. So as we often do when we're embarrassed, we lash out. Sure. And I just, I, I called her a bitch. And like, that was so out of character for me. Like, I, I said it loud enough for like the people around, oh, yeah, whatever, bitch, or something like that, which is just such a fucking horrible word to say and to call somebody and, you know, and I, and I feel bad about it, like to this day, like, you know, and so she heard me and I just remember, like, all she said was, well, that's a detention. And she, like, didn't even make it, but I was like, okay. And she didn't say anything more about it or make a big deal. But then the note came home a couple of days later, and it was not good. It was not good at all. So, yeah. I, got, I, I caught a little, caught a, I caught a little uh, trouble at home for that, and I was a little more respectful after that one but yeah it was just a one-off kind of thing and i you know thought oh i'm gonna be a big man you know yeah. and whatever and it just made me look like a fucking idiot so and your dad i bet he was pissed yeah he was yeah. like that was you know I, I i was you know i you can say what you want about you know the schools these days and kids think that every you know they're all gonna lawyer up uh so being a teacher is just such a thankless and such a noble profession it really is um but I stayed out of trouble in school because I knew whatever the school was going to do to me was going to pale in comparison 
to what I faced when I got home. So that was a pretty prime motivator for See, me to just sort of Just a line. smarter man than I. Yeah, you right. know, I knew shit was coming for me at all, but... I think in fourth or fifth grade, I ran out of fucks to give. Really? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm going to get in trouble for something. Yeah. Might as well enjoy the ride. Yeah, yeah, no. All right. Um, let's move on to our next segment. Well, but before we do that, kids, okay, that's yeah. just a, a, a very good reminder that uh, it doesn't matter where you start out in life. It's uh, just how you finish. Ah, exactly, right? Anyone can become a doctor. <laughs> And podcast host. And podcast host. <laughs> right? My life is coming up gold. Exactly. All right. So uh, our next segment is What the Fact. What the Fact. Today's What the Fact is something I came across the other day. Oh. Both, both uh, Dr. Ken and I are avid coffee drinkers. Mm. And this is another topic we should touch on sometime. We're both... Avid coffee drinkers and also sort of, I would say, craft beer aficionados, enthusiasts. Uh, yes, yes. And I, yes, I tried to be <coughs> excessively douchey when I that said was, that. It was a little douchey. So uh, I, I, I acknowledge that. Because I know that, you know, the whole craft beer thing. But we both like to brew beer mm-hmm. and we both like to drink beer and we both like to drink coffee. So I, was com- I came across this story of a type of coffee that is the most expensive coffee in the world. It is called Kopi Luwak. I'm probably butchering I think that. you're saying it wrong. I've heard, uh, but yeah. <clears throat> All right, so K-O-P-I-L-U-W-A-K. This is the world's most expensive coffee. It can cost in excess of $300 a pound, yeah. right? And so what makes this coffee so expensive is its sort of means of production. Mm. And it's probably it's one of the more natural means of production. Um, what I happens can't is think of a more natural means, <laughs> right? There is a cat-like animal called the civet, mm-hmm. also known. Uh, it's called uh, a civet cat. All right. So what happens? This is in Indonesia, and these civet cats eat the um, coffee cherries, the, which the are ripe cherries. The ripe cherries, which is what the coffee bean comes from. Yeah. But the cats eat the coffee cherries. They digest them partially in their uh, digestive system, and then they expel them. Yes. So basically, what you get is uh, this civet cat scat that is kind of looks like a baby Ruth with these partially digested coffee beans and cherries in it. And then other people go and harvest this product. The poop, and they take the beans out of it that have been partially digested, and then they make this coffee out of it, this Kopi Luwak. And because it's, you know, it's obviously kind of gross and labor-intensive, and well, it's very specific. Production is very limited. Right? You're limited by the so, number of cats. Yeah. Uh, so it's known as poop coffee sometimes, or civet cat coffee, um, and... You can uh, check this out online. It's a real thing. It is a real thing. Yep. 100%. So the question is, if someone offered you a cup of the world's most expensive, exclusive coffee, would you drink it? Yes. Knowing full yes. well how it got to your plate. Yes. <coughs> okay, you would. 100%. And here's why. Here's And, and I, I've heard of this coffee before. Okay. And I, I, I thought it's fascinating, right, mm-hmm. that, that someone would think like... I'm going to go through the scat 
That and, still kind of looks and like it coffee. It still looks like a coffee bean, right? right? So, you know, the whole coffee process, right, from harvest till it gets to our cup, it, it's not just you pluck it off the, the tree and then it's shipped here and that's what we get, yeah. right? We're getting the part in the middle anyway, the bean. The mm-hmm. cherry part, um, I, I believe most producers let them essentially rot in the sun, okay. right? And that yep. that's it, and I, I'm probably wrong on that process, but that part of the process where the cherry part goes to waste mm-hmm. and then there's the bean left and it's still not ready, you have to roast it, mm-hmm. right? So um, yes, the bean has gone through the digestive system of this cat, right? But it's still getting roasted, which is going to kill anything. It's and before that, it's getting washed, and like there's a whole process yeah, involved yeah, yeah. in it, right? I'm not, you know, centipeding this cat, like, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like that's not that's wrong, right? I'm not like squeezing the cat into my coffee maker and have a poop in it. Yeah, there's yeah, a yeah. whole bunch of process that happens yep. along the way. Um, is it worth? $300 a pound, you know, like an $80 cup of coffee. I don't I don't know. Right. Uh, but if someone offered me one, hell yeah, in a heartbeat, I would drink it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've, I've ate bugs before. Why wouldn't I? Yeah, I would say same. Like, just as one of those, like, yeah, did that, tried it, right? Would you want to know beforehand? I absolutely would, I think, because... I don't think it would be like one of those things where if somebody told me afterwards, you know, like, guess what? Guess what? You just you've drank. been drinking Folgers crystals. Ah! You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I think like the reveal after would be like, oh, now I have to drink more of it because I need to I really need to concentrate really and see palate. like, do I detect any difference? Right. The 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 flip side to that is. Like if somebody just gives it to you and says, hey, here's, here's this coffee, and you are just like, holy shit, that's the best coffee I've ever had. What is it? Right. right? Then that's a little more, you know, scientifically reliable because it's, you know, a blind taste test than if somebody goes. Tells you it's the yeah, best cup yeah, of coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then you're going to say yeah. to yourself, you know, it really was. This is the oh, most bestest. You can convince yourself of anything, right? right? right. Like, the I placebo mean, effect is strong. Yeah. So uh, talking about, you know, b- the big reveal with food. Uh, the missus and I went to England a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the hotel we were staying at, there was a little pub underneath. It was amazing. And we were there, and it was Monday, and there was Monday night football on, and I was really excited. Uh, but it was soccer, because uh, that's what they call football right. everywhere else in the world. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was Monday night football, mm-hmm. and I couldn't tell you who was playing, but we ended up, I get a pint of Guinness, and it was the best Guinness I've ever had in my entire life, and I get a burger. Mm-hmm. And this burger was phenomenal. I, I mean, it was it, it was a smaller patty. It wasn't it wasn't gigantic, but it was phenomenal. Like one of the best burgers I've ever had in my entire life. And I think I ate it in like three bites. It was so good. I was like, I, it was so good. And I told the bartender, like that was one of the best burgers I've ever had. Mm-hmm. The bartender says, Oh, you like horse? <laughs> I do now. <laughs> so can I get another one? <laughs> uh, you know. We were in a new country, and it was such an amazing experience. There were lots of other places to eat, Uh, so I couldn't have horse burgers every day. But, uh, you know, now when I am driving through the country and I see a horse, I look at it a little differently. So, you know, had I known beforehand, I don't know if I would have ordered the horse cheeseburger. Yeah, I think I would have a hard time with that. Right? You know, uh, the cat poop coffee yeah, yeah. I, I don't. You know, I mean, the only problem I would have with that is the the price, right? Like, yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah. You know, I remember when you could buy coffee for a nickel. Right. Like, I mean, <laughs> right. it's crazy. And th- that was, you know, BS before Starbucks. Yeah. Right. No one's gonna pay three bucks for a cup of coffee. Yeah, That's crazy. insane, right? 
Um, Want to talk about how the uh, the length of your order for a single drink at Starbucks is directly proportional to the level of douche you are? <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah. Hey, if you guys have good uh, douchebag beer or coffee snob stories, uh, drop us an email at sloppyexchange at gmail.com. Um, yeah, I, I, I just have to lean into it anymore because I really, I try to seek out and support independently owned coffee shops as much as possible. Sure. Um, but I get, it cuts both ways, right? Because from what I do know, Starbucks is actually a pretty responsible community, uh, cor- me- corporate member of the community, right? On all like, levels, from what I understand, yeah. too, right? And yep. We're not, neither of us are... No. I've never worked at Starbucks. I get, right. I own no Starbucks stock. But I would say that from what I've heard, even though they don't toot their own horn, like, as terms of fair trade and how they treat from the growers all the way up, right? <coughs> like... And their employees are, you know, expected to give back, and right. they're given time off to volunteer and, and, and things like that. Them, so they pay them a decent wage, yep. and there's benefits. Yeah. Like I had a friend who worked on a master's in, you know, one of the more liberal arts fields, and was working at Starbucks, and was making more money in, at Starbucks yeah. than she would have made when she got out with her master's in this field. And she ended up being a manager and working there for like ten years, and yeah. you know, doing really well. And then going off and doing the things she loved because she had earned a little bit of money to, to experiment. Yeah. So she yep. didn't have, oh yeah, Starbucks is good. But I, I agree. I think, you know, the little mom and pops, I always try to, yep. to support local places. But yeah, you know, $80 for a cup of coffee. Right. But then you, I mean, so sometimes I'll find, you know, because yes, I just lean into the goofy ass Starbucks ordering for so long. I was like, this was my little personal protest. I would say, give me a large, large latte. And now it's just, it's venti in my head, right? So they just. They've they won. Yeah, they've won the, through, through but osmosis. That's, but that's the only so, one that makes sense. But well, when I go to, when I go to other places though, I feel really shitty when I ask them like, hey, can I get a venti latte? Because then I feel like they know, they know that I'm a Starbucks, Starbucks douchebag, right? right? And that, you know, oh, you should be getting your coffee from us. We're right. small and locally owned. And, you know, and so it's hard, right? Because. I went to a place like that once where, you know, if you have a shot in Starbucks, a shot of espresso, they call it a red eye or yeah. black eye. I don't even remember anymore what they're called. But I went to this place, uh, and, and they called them depth charges. Yeah, and yeah. so I ordered a red eye, and they're like, well, what's that? And I said, "That's a coffee with two shots. Yeah. You know, and they're like, oh, we would call that two depth charges. I'm like, dude. Yeah, exactly. You knew what I meant. Yeah. You've been in a Starbucks. You didn't yeah. have to, like. Yeah. But, yeah. I... I had an interesting experience one time, and I guess it was just, again, we sort of build these silos and we think we're so noble and great because we don't shop at Walmart or, you know, right. whatever little personal things we say, like, that's my stance. Your but then I'm just going to order warrior. a ton of shit from, you know, right. Amazon anyways, which better or worse, who knows, right? Um, but this was a Chick-fil-A, which, all right. No, no mystery here. We're, you know, we try to stay a little bit apolitical, I think, but it's pretty clear we're, you know, we're of a liberal mindset, you and I, and we don't try to hide that too and much in our personal Chick-fil-A lives. Chick-fil-A might not be. Right. But as your wife is fond of saying, that's one of the finest fucking genetically engineered chicken breast sandwiches I've ever had in my life. I right? believe she says it's the greatest genetically engineered chicken breast on the planet. Yeah. Is her and quote. so they, they, and it is. they make a tasty chicken sandwich, right? So... 
you know, they have the playland in there and, you know, I would, you know, take uh, my, my kid there to play sometimes and stuff and um, have a, you know, tasty chicken sandwich. And they're delicious. Yeah. And so, but then I found myself getting really down on them because, you know, they, their, their owner, the, the, the founder and chairman made some really stupid comments a couple of years ago. And it just really sort of did not align with my personal politics. Polar opposites, right? That's it. I'm never going to a Chick-fil-A again, you know? And I saw a statement that one of the local franchisees put in the store when I caved up, you know, driving by one day and like, all right, I'm just going to go in real quick. This isn't going to count. I'll just go in and get a quick sandwich and come out. It's a freebie. And so he had posted a, a sign in there basically just saying that, you know, whatever our chairman and CEO says, that is not necessarily the feelings of me as this, you know, basically saying, I'm still a member of your community. I'm providing jobs and whatever in your community. I'm funnel, you know. Right. I'm I'm supporting the local economy because all of that kind of stuff. And that just because maybe, does this guy wish that he had aligned with a different franchise maybe? Because that hurt a lot of stores, right? Sure, and sure. Like this fucking guy can just up at the top pop off about whatever's in his tiny little brain. And it's not going to affect him in any way, shape, or because form. Because he's still getting his franchise fees from everybody. Right. And it just sort of opened my eyes a little bit to just, tr- you know, it's not as black and white. Because right. even, even those big national chains are still mom and pop at some level, yeah, at right? at some level, you know. Yeah. You know. So anyways, just food for thought. When I when we lived in the city, the McDonald's on the south side were you know, twelve McDonald's were owned by like these three families, yeah. right? And it was they were pillars of the community in yep. the south side. These families, yeah. And it was because of the McDonald's that they were allowed to generate this income to do these great things, right? Yeah. Um, and everything they did did not line align with you know McDonald's vision, right? right. So yeah, Chick Fil A, the guy at the top might be a nutbag that we don't agree with, but right at the local level. You know, the store manager, Steve, lives two doors down from me and yeah. our kids play basketball together and he's yeah, a great yeah. kid, right? Yep. Like, yep. you know, you 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 can't paint in such a, a broad brush. Exactly. Although it's easy and we will. No, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, next segment. We're going to talk about bands we hate that everyone else seems to agree is... Bands we love to hate and hate to love. Yeah, yeah. all right. So, and this comes from, uh, I don't know, like there are just certain... I'll, I'll throw my first one out there. I fucking hate the Eagles. I hate that band. Like, I can't stay. And, and here's why. Because 99% of the time, an Eagles song will be on the radio, and I'll be halfway through it singing every word before I realize it's the fucking Eagles, and I hate them, and I have to change the station, right? Oh. Like, But every, oh, the Eagles. Oh, that's one of the greatest rock bands of all time. And I just, I don't get it. So, I don't like their music. I don't, I like stuff that the guys have done individually, Way better than what they did together. Don Henley, Glenn Fry, like there was some pretty good '80s stuff that came out of those guys and yeah, stuff. But just as you know, just as a band, I just hate it. I hate them. I'm gonna, I'm gonna one up you. Uh, the level of my, uh, mine, it, it's bigger than the Eagles. <laughs> um, and I've held this opinion for for a number of years. Hate is not a word I will use, but I will say I think they're incredibly overrated. Uh, it's the Beatles. You know, I, I, I think that. Actually, the vast majority of kind of their mainstreamy stuff, I can't even, I can't stand. Yeah. But um, as we talked about earlier, I, I found this new station mm-hmm. on Sirius XM, and they play some like really deep cuts. And, like I've heard Beatles songs uh, on there that I've never heard before that that I didn't 
throw up in my mouth and want to turn off. Yeah, okay. Uh, so so it hate isn't, you know, it, it just, yeah, formulaic poppy stuff that I just, yeah. yeah. I, I, I will give you this. Um, so there was a band that, that, not that I hated, but that I thought was overrated and I, I didn't like listening to. Uh, Bruce Springsteen yep. and the E Street Band, and that changed for me with a four-hour concert uh, for the Harley Hundred and Fifth in Milwaukee. Uh, Bruce was the headliner, okay. and uh, my my dad and his buddies had free tickets uh, for me to go. And I ended up going with them, and you know, I thought, well, whatever, I'm gonna hang out with my old man. It'll be a fun time. So we take the bikes out. We get there. It's a beautiful day on the lakefront, and they start playing, and for two and a half hours straight. They didn't stop. Yeah. And I don't mean like they didn't, like he, Bruce and, and they're changing guitars and music has never stopped. They're changing songs and they played for two and a half hours. People lost their minds and went apeshit for 10 minutes cheering when they went off. Came back on for 45 more minutes without stopping. People lost their minds, came back on for another 45 minutes. It was it was one of the most amazing concerts I've ever been to. Uh, again, I think it's the songs that we hear over and over and over again that yeah. it's just like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> but like in four hours, you know, I don't care who you are. You've right. covered all your hits. You're playing some B-sides. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it was just the live performance, I think, aspect of it really changed it. So now I, I listen to Bruce very differently. Um and I'll keep him on. Like, I won't just yeah, hear his yeah, voice yeah. and turn it off. Okay. So, so that's one that I hated, but it, he won me over in a live. Okay. Not hated, but, uh, yeah. So so the Eagles for you, and, and I think the Beatles for me would be the, the okay. one. Very good. What do you guys think? Uh, agree, disagree? Shoot us an email, sloppyexchange at gmail.com. We let will read know. all of it, even your hate mail. <laughs> right. Let us know uh, bands that... You just think are overrated or you just can't stand them for whatever reason. You know, stay in your lane, Kid Rock. That's all I'm saying, you know. <laughs> all right. I, I'm going to piggyback on that just a little bit, too. Let's do it. And just say that, uh, yeah, that's a guy who I think has just gone off the rails. As someone who's originally from Michigan, you know, I'm not, I, I guess I'm slightly ashamed now to admit that back in the 90s, I had a little bit of a Kid Rock phase and... Got down with some bow, what the bow, but dang it, dang it, dang it, right? Like, <coughs> so, but yeah, lately, I just, you know another what? guy, like with his whole, like, political leanings and. Something's going on with your state, man. Look at it. You got, you got yeah. the nuge going from, like, yeah, you know. Like, they flip-flopped, right? right? right. Well, I don't know. Well, maybe, I don't. maybe Kid Rock's always been conservative, probably, but. Yeah, like Nugent being so outspoken and conservative. I don't know. It's just a... Um, I mean, maybe that's just a function of being rich. Like, really, yeah. really rich. Like, fuck everyone else. I got to get more money. Like, or just keep your hands off my money right. that I do have, right. right? Like, I, you know, I guess. But I always thought with, like, Ted Nugent, it was more about, you know, like, the gun rights and hunter's rights and all that kind of stuff. But um, that's a discussion we should have at some point. Because I think we're both... I we're think... a little different. There. We are different. I, I'm right not... A, I, I don't think anyone needs a gun, and I know that you are a hunter. And and I have guns. And yeah, right? So that, that could be an interesting conversation. Parting shots. I think I'll leave you with Kid Rock. Ba with a ba. The bag to dig diggy. Stay tuned. Episode four coming up soon. Shoot us an email if you have any topic ideas um, or just to tell us how much you love us or hate us. Oh.